Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge on Yahoo Sports Radio. Well, as you should know by now, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download MyCleanPC.com software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Proactive, where for just $19.95, you can get Proactive, plus a rotating deep cleansing brush valued at $45. That's not the best part, however. You're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Call 1-800-644-5944. That's 1-800-644-5944. And our first guest we're privileged to have, he ranks third in NFL history in catches, fifth in receiving touchdowns, seventh in receiving yards, and now now he's headed to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Marvin Harrison was voted into the class of 2016 in his third year of eligibility. Marvin was an all-decade selection for the 2000s and set an NFL record with his 143 catches in a single season in 2002, a record that has held up now for 13 seasons. Marvin, first of all, congratulations on your choice for the Hall, and secondly, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you very much, and it's a pleasure. Marvin, you had the stats, Pro Bowls, the all-decade acclaim, championship ring. You checked all the boxes. Were you wondering these last few years what the hold-up fear enshrinement was? Uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't wondering after the first year. I didn't get in. Um, you know, I was a little blindsided by it, but I just said, you know, hey, it just, I guess it wasn't my time. And then the following year, which was last year, uh, was myself or Tim Brown, so I said, you know, I, in my mind, I was hoping that Tim Brown gets in. You know, I've I watched Tim Brown all my career and had the chance to play with him alongside him at the Pro Bowls, and I was, you know, just hoping that he would get in, and he did. So it, it kind of worked out well in that way. You know, it's a funny thing. Uh, uh, Rick and I sit on the senior committee, so we see a lot of guys that wait a long time and wait a lot longer than they should. In, in the case of receivers, Art Malk and Andre Reed waited eight years. Tim Brown, you just mentioned, of course, and Chris Carter was six years. At any time during this three-year period, did you wonder what does it take for a wide receiver to get into the Hall of Fame, or were you starting to sort of figure out the the order of things? No, it's, it's nothing that I could figure out myself. And um, like I said, after the first year, I wasn't I wasn't worried about it anymore. You know, the first year you don't know what to expect, and you know everyone says you're a Hall of Famer. So when you didn't get in the first year, I just I, I just sort of just left it alone, and I just said whatever happens, happens, and I, I didn't. You know, I just left the excitement alone and let everything take its course. We're speaking with the newest member of the Hall, a class of 2016 member, Marvin Harrison. And Marvin, um, entering your third year of eligibility for Canton, you were joined in the finals, as you know, for that class by another elite receiver, and that's Terrell Owens, uh, former 49er, Eagle, uh, you name it, Dallas Cowboy. Question, how concerned were you that the two of you could split the vote much like Brown and Andy Reid and Chris Carter had in past years, but could split the vote and keep each other out? Uh, I wasn't concerned at all. Uh, I'm not concerned about, you know, T.O. not one bit. You know, I, you know, I was concerned about myself. So I wasn't worried about splitting the vote, vote with anyone. Uh, and that was it. You know, the person that was supposed to get in got in, and that was me. And if he didn't get in, that's his problem. He's been doing, that's on him. But I'm in, my jacket is gold. I don't look in the rearview mirror for nobody so he can get his ass in whenever he gets in. He doesn't get in, too bad. Marvin, a follow up question on that. Now that you're in, you're a member of the hall. Nobody can take that away from you. Should Terrell Owens be in the hall? I'm not worried about nobody in my rearview mirror. I'm only worried about the gold jacket. And I have a gold jacket. I'm not worried about gold jackets behind me. 
Okay, but <laughs> up to me, Isaac Bruce, Reggie Wayne, uh, I can go and listen. Uh, Moss, Randy Moss can all get in. They all get a lot of class with them. If they didn't get in the same time I got in, they'd have had a better approach about it as opposed to this guy. And I'm not worried about nobody else but me. My jacket is gold. I don't look in the rearview mirror. Marvin, <laughs> line forms his back, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Marvin, you, the, you led the league in receiving twice, including that 143 catch season in 2002. Now, the football is in the, in the air so much more in today's game than it was then. Are you surprised that 13 years later that record still stands? Uh, yeah, it's kind of surprising. Um, but not actually not surprising. I mean, when it happened, you know, Tom Moore was like, this, this record is going to stay here for a long time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and to, to, for it to still be there, you know, that's a lot of catches. But even with, the, like you said, today's game, everyone's throwing the ball, you know, a gazillion times. So, you know, I'm surprised that it's still there. And uh, I guess someday it'll probably be broken. You spent your entire career, obviously, with one team, uh, the Colts, and what you had uh, with Peyton Manning was really special. Is it difficult for you to watch uh, Manning now finishing his career with the Broncos, clearly not physically the guy that he, he was? Is it hard for you to sort of watch him play and struggle when, when you knew him, you know, when, when the two of you were the height of the game? Uh, well, I don't really watch – I didn't really watch as many uh, Denver games as it was. Um, but from my perspective, I was fortunate and happy that I was played with one team. And um, I, I probably could have came back and played a, a year or two with someone else, but – I decided that, you know, I, I was dedicated to Indianapolis, and that's where I wanted to end my career, and I was more than happy to walk away at that time. Peyton, you know, he's, he does his own thing. You know, he's a guy that loves football. He loves the game. You know, he just, he just lives. This is what he lives for. So for him to continue and the way things happened at Indianapolis, it happened the best for Indianapolis, and it happened the best for him. So that now that he's, you know, played with Denver, you know, like I say, this is what he wants to do. He wants to continue to play football. Marvin, how much fun was it playing with Manning when you were both at the height of your careers? Uh, I wouldn't say fun. You know, it wasn't fun. We were, it was work and determination. You know, even if, you know, we won a game, you know, we had, he had 40 yards passing, I had 150 yards receiving. You know, that was fun. But at the end of the day, we always looked forward to next week. You know, we had a, we had a hunger about ourselves that, you know, we sort of saved the fun for the aftermath. And right now the fun for me is, you know, being selected into the Hall of Fame in 2016. Now the fun can begin. So while I was playing, it was all work. Hey, Marvin, you said he lives for this game, and he does. Would you be shocked if he didn't retire? Uh, no, I wouldn't be shocked if he didn't. No, I, I would, you know, expect him to keep playing. This is my opinion. I would expect him to keep playing. But hmm. if he does retire, I would be shocked. So. Oh, you would? Well, Yeah, I would. Okay. I mean, he just loves it. But, I mean... Everyone has a you know different opinion, a way to go about every year. So if his body says it's time to stop, I'm sure that he'll do the right thing for his health. Was it hard for you to retire, uh, uh, Marvin? Or it sounds like that you you know you had a sort of different grasp in, on the game and maybe understanding of uh, you know how things go. Was it hard for you when the time came to tell yourself, well, that's it? No, absolutely not. I was more than thrilled <laughs> to retire. I was like, this is if this is it, I'm fine with it. Uh, and ironically enough, when Coach Dungey announced that he was retiring. It was about three weeks later, but when he said it, I was like, man, you know, what am I going to do without Coach Dungy? This is, that's what I said to myself. And then three weeks later, I was presented, you know, with leaving Indianapolis and should I continue to play. And I was just, everything just fell in place for me. At one team, Coach Dungy's leaving, it was just perfect for me. I, and I was more than happy to get home and 
go to practice with my my two sons and just be a part of their life and everyday activity. So that was that was perfect for me. We're speaking with Marvin Harrison, who's a member of the Hall of Fame's class of 2016. Marvin, you caught over 1,100 passes in your career. Is there one catch for you that stands out? I mean, one catch you'd like to see up there on the Jumbotron when they introduce you as a Hall of Famer? Uh, no, there's not one catch, but, uh, you know, whatever it is, I'll, I'll, I'm sure I look forward to, to seeing it. But uh, there wasn't one. If you got 1,100, I'm just, I'm, I probably I can't even remember, but uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, it'll be a good one. You know, you, you, you sound like you talk pretty fondly of uh, Tony Dungy. How much, what, what did he do to enhance your career? Uh, he let me be me. So that was the, the key to any coach or, you know, you, you don't want a, a coach or a receiver coach to come in and change the way, the style of player that you are. When Coach Dungey came, he came in and continued to let me, you know, be the receiver that I have grown to be. And uh, he just surrounded me, you know, not only myself, but the entire team with a good defense. And, you know, he, he told us what it was about to be a team. So defense and offense, we're going to, you know, we're going to together, we can win a championship. And, that, and that's, what, uh, that's what came about. I mean, do you find it ironic that you guys are going to share the stage this August? Uh, yeah, I do, I do uh, find it ironic. Like I said, when we retired together in uh, 07, you know, I was, you know, when he left, I was just more than happy to leave with him. And then here it is, you know, now we're, you know, we're going and getting this together. So I, I think it's a, a big deal, and it's, it's a definitely big credit to the city of Indianapolis that we get to get two uh, Indianapolis coaches. Hey, Marvin, it was a big deal talking to you. We want to thank you for the time, and congratulations on your induction into the Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you. Thank you tremendously. Thank you a lot. (laughs) Thanks, Marvin. Marvin. That was Indianapolis great Marvin Harrison. Up next, we'll be talking USFL, which took on the NFL in court 30 years ago this spring. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly, and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com.